morning tip. Good afternoon. It is June 15th, 2021. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limanos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What's going on, Will? We have a U.S. Olympian who failed a drug test. And unfortunately, an Olympian failing a drug test is not really the most shocking of news. What makes this a little more shocking is that she's blaming it on a pork burrito that she ate shortly before taking the test. You are a fan of burritos. or Have you been possibly been doping this whole time? I'm having drastic other effects of burritos. Is The more burritos I can eat, the more burritos I'm capable of eating. That is an interesting skill to have. Yeah, I think it works for everyone. I, I, it may be genetic. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've never had any drug testing in my my lifetime here, so this is, and this is just an example. I don't really think I can relate to. Now, I do like burritos. If this was somehow improving my athletic uh, abilities here, which is what I think they they're being punished for, right? This is supposed to be an advantage they're gaining out of something here. I don't know. You know, maybe maybe it's not worth competing if you know you can't enjoy a good burrito. Ooh, that is a good angle. I didn't really think about that angle so much. I was really more going on the angle that that's. Uh where all of your athletic ability came from, which is all these burritos. And really you were just basically blood doping. I think the American way is you just start your own league. You just, you just do something else. Burritos only. Burritos only league. Okay. I like that. Now that would this be, you had to eat a certain amount of burritos say throughout the week, or there was a certain amount you had to eat say an hour before the competition. I think you just find enough people that believe this philosophy and they just compete. They don't even need to have to require them. They they want to eat burritos. I mean maybe I'm one of them. <laughs> this is a crazy. Is it, this is there, this is essentially like no, baseball saying, "Yes, let's just allow them to take steroids and do whatever other cheating scandals they want." Like let's just full off it. Let's just go on that full full edge here. Okay. Well, the the downside is that she is the U.S. Uh, leader or uh, record record holder for the fifteen hundred meter and the five thousand meter event, and I think it wouldn't have been too long ago that I would have been completely on the no no. She said she doesn't. She didn't do it. She went through all these things. I, I don't know why we should, we should just trust her. But I, I feel like we've been through this before. So there's always a uh, an amount of skepticism, even when there's the full denial, which she's gone through. Uh, she's blaming it on the on the burrito. It's a specific pork burrito because the specific steroid that they found, I can't pronounce it. It naturally occurs in in pigs, and she made a, a food log of all the things <laughs> she ate beforehand that could possibly lead up to this. If if this is if, if this is all accurate and true, right before the Olympics, it, it that that that's rough. But I I don't know if I fully uh, fully believe her. I mean, it it feels like we only hear about the excuses on why they fa- they fail these tests. But in reality, I bet if you were to talk to someone who actually does the testing, the, like those are those all just sound like noise to me. Like it's a test. It's yes or no. And then this whole like, well, maybe it was in the, da, 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 like the yada 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 part. We don't. What what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's all like speculation. She she went. I don't know if this is above and beyond or not in this this area for for the Olympics, but said notified the athletics integrity unit that she believed the burrito was the source of the of the steroid. 
She also took a polygraph test and had her hair sampled by a toxicologist in an effort to prove her innocence. And the, the court of arbitration last Friday said, nope, we, we don't accept it. So I, I think it's kind of what you said of we hear these kind of excuses all the time. And yes, it does occur, but we've gone through and the testing is at a certain level that there's no, like, you would have to eat a, a thousand burritos for it to, to trip the, the, the sensors or uh, I guess not sensors. I, I don't know exactly how tests work. <laughs> it's yes or no. That's it. It's, that's all we need to know. You either did it or you didn't. There's not like a medium where it's like maybe they did this or maybe they didn't and it rounds up. I don't, I don't think that's how this works at all. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not plugged in enough. It just seems like every once in a while this pops up of, hey, I think it might have been this. And just, well, it, do, we, do, we, do we trust them or do we not? And there's been a lot of a lot of distrust at the uh, at the Olympic level. I mean, the the Russians, the whole team. <laughs> it was it was the whole government. They had a whole system of I think it was uh there was like a hole in the wall, and they replaced the actual samples with the fake samples. It it, it went all the way to the top. Well, you need you need rules. We need even playing field. That that's all we're trying to create here. It, it, we act like we're forcing something down everyone's throat here. It's it's a pretty. It's pretty basic rule that they're they're like it's not it's not crazy. It's don't do these things. Work really hard and then maybe you'll win. Now I understand there's different circumstances for everyone. The pressures of it can't be easy. But you know what? If you, if you wanted something easy, you should have tried being an Olympic athlete. Like that's that is not an easy career path. I don't care who you are. Th- this is part of it. This these are kind of the the these are the tragedies of, of your day to day life right now. This is the Olympics are only so many years. We have a delayed Olympic. Of last year, there's you're a year older, and that's not always better for everyone. I, I feel like there's this short gap of window that you kind of have to kind of get your peak athletic, athletic, whatever career out of the way here. So it's a real blown opportunity. But that's, I, I think, if you're a professional athlete, especially an Olympian, you need to know what's going in your body every single second of every single day. There's no way around it. Is this otherwise? This is what happens. She's got a, a, a four-year ban, so she'll miss the Olympics this time and next time. And who knows what the, what the career is after that? What, what was the sport? I, I didn't even – I already forgot. What, what, Olympian? It was for the Olympics, but what was the actual sport or event? Uh, track. It was, it was running. It was the, the 1,500 and the 5,000 meters. Yeah, the scary part for her is in four more years – there's what a whole new generation former really, it's gonna be seven seven more four years? years so it's, it's gonna be it's gonna miss this olympics which was delayed so then in three years there'll be another olympics so the next olympics after that won't be for another four years yeah go out and start your own league burrito requirement i i, I don't know how else you could spin this it's it's pretty tragic other than that like it's easy to say like yeah these are the rules it sucks it's tough whatever it's over but I could imagine being right now knowing the consequences of how hard you work just to even get that far and then just it's all gone. And the time period it, like it's basically being in quarantine for seven more years. That Pretty much. That doesn't sound Yeah, you your your career is over. Oh, Unless funny. like you said, create your own create your own league. Yeah. But all right, well, rules are rules. Uh, spe- speaking of some rules, I mentioned baseball earlier. You, we're really not super baseball 
guys right now, but I guess we could talk a little bit about this. Apparently, this has been something that's been going on forever and doctoring these balls and mitts and whatever other... It, there's, there's, I, the amount of stuff I've heard the stories about, I, I didn't realize you could do this many things in baseball. Like, it sounds a lot more interesting now. Like, I, I would have been better at this part. Like, cheating? Yeah, I want to get on on that. <laughs> but I think being more basketball guys, is this just like they're suddenly going to start calling traveling in the NBA? Or is this a bigger deal? I, I can see how, how you're kind of making that comparison where there's always been – well, they, they just travel in the NBA. College basketball, that, that's that's real basketball because they, they don't travel in the NBA. It's just, just travels. But it's just the way the rules are different. So when James Harden does that step back, if you slow it down and you follow what the rules are, for the NBA rules, that is not a travel. Where with this Major League Baseball, there are rules saying you can't use foreign substances. It's just been something that sort of a blind eye has turned to. I think it's been as long as you're not blatant about it. And I would say even even a little little down from that, I, I think you can go back to last year's playoffs in almost I don't know why, but I think it normally just comes up in the playoffs, probably because there's just some more scrutiny. And you'll see a pitcher's hat just just has some discoloration. And from what I've been reading, it sounds like the young guy. a bit stickier so that way when you release the ball it gets more spin to it and when the ball has more spin it has more movement for whatever pitch you're you're looking to you you cut out for a second tell everyone again what are they doing to it they're using they're trying to make the fingers a little bit stickier or a lot big lot a bit stickier to increase the rotation of the ball so if the ball is spinning faster it's going to have more movement depending on what sort of pitch you're looking to throw and this isn't new from my understanding, this is a tradition that every pitcher seems willing to talk about, but not really admit to doing. That someone ahead of them and from other previous generations had taught them this, or showed them this, or some coach, or or something like that. And I don't know how many people actually were doing it, but the fact that there is a history of someone previously doing this and not really getting caught—I don't remember anyone ever getting caught with this stuff. Maybe like once or twice. But it look. Well, like I said, I think it's a lot of a, of a, of a blind eye. And I, th- I think some of it was way a long time ago that used to be more blatant and was, okay, now the, the, this is too much. You have a, a jar of Vaseline in, in your back pocket. No, this is not a, any good. Where more recently, I think it's just been, hey, you're just looking to, you know, basketball, you're looking to just kind of like dry your hands off. Where this, you're just looking to get your your fingers like a little bit tacky to make sure you're you're throwing the ball where you want it to. I feel like I've even heard the argument that it's it's a it's a safety issue, saying, hey, if I don't have a good firm grip of the ball and control of it, I I could hit somebody. And these, this might be a pitcher's argument. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, that's uh, yeah, it's a safety argument. If you don't let me cheat, I might throw this at someone's head. <laughs> I'm not that good. I'm only this good when I have this substance that helps me. But I'm otherwise qualified to be a professional MLB pitcher. And so the issue is the pitching is improving. And on top of that, with some of the 
I hate to say it of just because of analytics, because that makes it sound bad and oh well just the nerds are taking over and ruining baseball, but it does make sense, similar to three pointers are more worth more than two pointers in basketball. Home runs are better than not home run hits. So it just makes sense of I'm gonna swing as hard as I can and either I'm gonna miss it or I'm gonna hit it out of the park. Uh, so there's been less action in baseball recently. So it's becoming more of a a less exciting game because there's less balls hitting to play. But the problem is now that there's this crackdown on foreign substances, one of them is the umpire going out once in a while to check the pitcher to make sure he doesn't have any uh, banned substances. So it's almost like pre 9-11, you could just go to the airport, no security, and now there's security. So, oh, well, the game's getting kind of slow. Well, how can we speed it up? Well, what if we had the umpire go out to the mound, check the pitcher every once in a while, just to, you know, make sure. So, yeah, baseball doing a great job solving their problems. Well, hold on. You're you're looking at, the, I guess it's not all upside. There, there is upside that there would be more home runs and more runs and more scoring. There's also a chance that someone might get hit in the head because maybe these guys aren't that good without this stuff. <laughs> I, I don't we, know. I suppose we're gonna have to see what they've they they've been trying for this season, saying, "Hey, stop! Please stop doing this. Pretty please stop doing this." But these guys are saying, "Hey, there's no punishment if I do this. This helps me to pitch better. This is how I make my living." I'm going to keep doing it. So this week they came up with, if you are caught with a foreign substance, you will be suspended. You'll be ejected from the game and suspended for 10 additional games with pay. Yeah. What a, what a fantastic punishment. <laughs> now I agree with you. And now when I first saw it said, no, but it's with pay. Well, yeah. Go on a vacation. Yeah. So it's, it's with pay. So you just don't have to work. Okay, maybe if you're a good pitcher, maybe it doesn't help your team, so that's not great. But when I read a little more into it, they think the reason that they did it without pay is because with the collective bargaining agreement, you know, these are unions and management, you can't just come up with a rule mid-season. So I think the thought here was if we make it, you're suspended with pay, there won't become a contract legal situation of, you just can't come up with new rules midseason. That's why they're doing it this way. So it's not a we are trying to have a real soft penalty. It's we're not sure we can legally do this. It, this feels like every year when the NBA starts off, and they're like, yeah, we're really going to you know, tackle down on these technical fouls. Like we're really going to be calling them. So no, no back and forth with the referees. We're really this year, no more. Like we're really cutting it off. And they'll do it for maybe a month, two months. Maybe the first half of the year, I'll say. The second we get past the All-Star break and the playoffs start, all that goes out the window because now these games suddenly matter. And, of course, everyone's a little bit more fired up. Everything else is a little bit more important. And the emotions just come out. But that's – I feel like that plays into the game. We want to see that. We want to see the best players on the court. We maybe don't want to see them complaining as much. But there, there is absolutely a favoritism in the NBA of this unwritten rule of certain guys – and I'm kind of going to transition into the, the Joker situation here last, uh, man, what was it, Friday? Doing, doing these once a week, it feel, feels like oh, like we're reading like last year's news right now. Of like, yeah, Denver's out, Phoenix is in. But 
he got ejected uh, Sunday. Sunday. All right, it wasn't that long ago. It feels like a while ago. It feels like that series is over from the get-go, but I didn't think he should have been ejected based purely on clout. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I don't think they would have thrown out anyone else with his accolades. He just won the MVP. Did you think it was a worthy See, ejection? Or, or do you not uh, believe I in thought, this conspiracy that there's absolutely favoritism? I thought it was definitely worthy of an ejection. He, It wasn't just that he hit him in the face and that he swung. It was where it was. If that had happened on a play where campaign was going to the hoop and that happened, it's like, okay, basketball, you, you're all up in the air, everything's happening. But no, this was a rebound that campaign got and then Jokic went specifically over. Like there was there was no way he was gonna strip campaign of the ball. And so it was, I'm going over there, I'm gonna whack him, and you hit him in the head, and you gotta get tossed for that. That 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 is not even close to a basketball move. So he wasn't going for the ball. He doesn't even I hit think the ball. Generally he was going for the ball, but he, does he even hit the ball? He absolutely hits the ball. It hits the guy in the face too. I mean, that's how that's how fouls work. You nobody's intentionally trying to hit someone in the face, but if you're going for the ball and the face gets in the way, guess what's get hit? The face gets hit. It's it's not an un it's not an impossible play. I think the way that he was swinging, it was not a I'm gonna try to go for the ball in a basketball manner. It was I'm swinging my arm around and we'll see what happens. If campaign gets up in two seconds, this is nothing. He lays down for I do five think hours. Campaign milked it he too. lays down for five hours. We look at the replays for even longer, and of course, this is the result. In slow motion, it looks terrible. It looks like a really tall guy hitting a really small guy. But guess what? He's a really tall guy, and that's a really small guy. Like this isn't that crazy of a foul. I did, I I don't think it was as hostile as everyone's describing it. I, I didn't. I actually just thought he hit the ball. Absolutely, he clips he clips his elbow on the guy's chin, and that's a really big elbow and a really small chin. <laughs> that's 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 what I'm saying. If it was if it was him driving to the hoop, if it was Cam coming off of a uh, off of a screen where it was in the basketball action, I would be more on on board with you. But it was Jokic kind of like chased him. There was no it, it, there was no reason for for him to be there. It was a, it was a dumb foul at, at, at absolute best. So there's nobody in the NBA. If they do this, that is not getting ejected in your book. We're playing it all. Oh, LeBron doesn't get ejected. Anyone else? No, just LeBron. Just LeBron. All right. Well, I, I guess I'll accept that answer because that's probably a fair argument. But I, I just think the list is a lot longer than you're publicly willing to admit. Yeah, I, I keep getting scrutinized. Sorry, I'm racking my brain if I could think of anybody else. I, I no. <laughs> No, I think I think he made it. He 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 did something stupid. Uh, I, actions have consequences. Well, maybe he was uh, trying to get to Cancun a little early. You know, maybe he had a flight he had to catch. Is did that... you see the video from the stands where his brothers were sitting? I did. I wasn't sure if it was real or not. It it felt like they just picked some random fans that might look like his brothers and just said, "Yeah, these these guys going crazy over here. We're we're ready to go." <laughs> I, I saw the, the, the video where it, they were sitting a few rows up right from that corner where it happened. And, oh, man, did they seem ready to go. And there were some, also some, some big Serbian guys, as you might imagine. 
Yeah. Shout out to Booker for standing up to Joker like he was going to do what? I, I love Joker. Just be like, what are you going to do? Like, do it. Like, what yeah. are you going to do? <laughs> you aren't going to do anything. Nobody's doing anything. If anything, you know, maybe they'll fear the Joker more. All right. You beat him up a couple times and he'll come swinging at you. Maybe this is more reputation saving. They're doing it. You, they were they were losing game four, so you're kind of on the way out anyway. This this seems a frustration, and I was surprised when I I saw the the ESPN alert that he had been ejected, and was like, whoa, ejecting the MVP. But then when I saw it was uh, just along the lines like, yeah, yeah. It all- it all lines up. I would have thought for sure if that happened, it would have been more. It would have been a full-on throw a punch or something, but that, that's what happened. Well, speaking of ESPN alerts, ESPN has been <laughs> just giving me these. They're like fairy tale news alerts about Cam Newton. They're like little, it's, it's like in a perfect reality in a vacuum where everything's nice and it's, it's, it's the good place. It's, it's just comfortable. Everything's okay. Because all these headlines, just none of them say anything about him actually throwing a football. It's like Cam's clicking with the team. Everyone's awesome. Cam's super happy that they drafted a quarterback. He can't wait to work with him at camp. Like, what, None of this talks about how Cam's going to be better this year or how the Patriots are going to win. It, like, If these were emails, they wouldn't make it past spam. Like, it's, are, you, are you buying into any of this Cam Newton stuff, or are these just slow news days for the Patriots and, and we got to send something out every week. And this is the best we got. It's for sure. Slow news. And they're easy questions to ask because it's real easy for him to say something that's not positive about Mac Jones. And that for sure will create headlines. More my comment on it was, didn't he have a broken hand last week? Yes, he still does. They said he's not gonna be able to throw until the end of the month. No, he he played he played this today. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was mandatory minicamp. I assume he, he, uh, I assumed he showed up, but he wasn't throwing. I I assumed he was there. Or yesterday? No, no, he threw. Where I could have swore we talked on the podcast last week how, yeah, he he's kind of hurt, but he's gonna be okay, and we were all concerned about it. We did a whole segment on it, and then it turns out no broken hand. I thought he'd broken his hand and he was going to be out until August. Well, leave it to the Patriots to confuse you with the injury report because they definitely said Cam Newton injures hand out indefinitely. Don't worry about it. Like that was the headline. That was, we we got that. Like Cam says, everything is okay. Don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. So maybe, maybe they were right. Maybe that was the first time the Patriots like, yes, accurate news. Don't worry about it. It's nothing. Yeah, maybe we, maybe we, maybe it was us. Yeah, maybe. You know, those media folk blowing it out of proportion, saying, "Oh, there's no way he's for sure done." Well, I just think when the news is quarterback injures throwing hand, not big deal. It just seems like, yeah, that's what we should want everyone to think. When in reality, it's like there's a fire in the back. Like, Panic. <laughs> Panic. <laughs> big time. No, no, that that that's uh, that's not smoke. That's just steam. Yeah, just yeah, just steam. Don't don't worry about that. Well, I just working just like it's supposed to. I don't want to get too much into Patriot talk right now, but let, let's uh, let's hope Mr. Gilmore shows up to work real soon because that was yeah. A... What's uh what what's the deal with that? I was surprised when when I saw that news 
And then it sounds like it's a contract dispute. Do we really know any, any, anything more on that? I don't know anything more than that. I felt like this guy sat out an entire year, and if he was upset with his contract, well, maybe that year you sat out would have been a good time to bring it up in conversation because now it feels like he's pressuring him, and I don't know how that's going to play out. He, I wish. So he's gone, right? I think so. I, I mean, I've never seen this work out where we're like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll give you more money we're so happy to have you now that being said i think he's worth the money like if we're gonna get rid of him i hope we get something back because i was really excited to have him on our team again this year i thought he was gonna be a key piece to like all right if our defense is sloppy or even not that great i know we got other guys returning but at least we got a lockdown guy like you know how many teams wish they had this guy every team wishes they had this guy oh yeah so I don't know who's going to win the battle. I I guarantee he's thinking what I just said. Oh, Every team wants I, me. I, I think he's I think he's gone. Yeah, that, he's thirty years old at a at a defensive skill position. Uh, I, this this just screams to me. He's looking to get the the, the final big uh, payday and Pelichek going. Cool. I'm. I'll, I'll get rid of you a, a year early rather than a year late. Can we do anything with him? What do you what do you think his his value is? I mean, this is arguably one of the best defenders in the league. Like, what what would you want in return? Like, can we get like a lousy receiver, like someone's number two? Is it? I even- think that our plan this year is just to get more tight ends, and we're just gonna <laughs> all all tight ends. Good luck figuring out if we're if we're running or throwing. <laughs> uh, and we're gonna have Cam back there, so same thing. Who who's the one tight end we missed out in, in in free agency? Like, is there is there one we could trade for now? I mean, I gotta imagine there's always some still available. Or is this finally? Can we just find, we just find some some basketball players that want to play football? <laughs> I, I I don't know. It's it's a disappointing way to end. I, I he's been a great player. I, it you're probably accurate though, where this doesn't feel like like this would be the first time ever the Patriots cave in. Like even Tom Brady couldn't get him to cave in. This guy's gonna get him to cave in. And if we cave in for this guy, why would he? Like it just opens too many questions. Like it has to be the way it is, right? Like we we can't suddenly change the philosophy of the New England Patriots. Yeah, that's why I think. I mean, I guess it's not a. We gotta decide what the contract is. He's under contract for this year, so it's just a matter about trying to get more money. But I I don't think that we are going to. I don't think we're going to give in. So it's just a matter of he decides at some point before the season at the start, kind of coming into the season, realizing, okay, nope, this didn't work. Uh, I would like to play football. So I'll, I'll, I'll join back in. All right. Best case scenario is we say, all right, we're going to trade you. And everyone says, we want to see you play first before we trade you. We plays a couple games. He's amazing. The team's amazing. And he stays on the team. Best case scenario. Worst case scenario, he's amazing. We trade him for like a second round pick and that's it. <laughs> like it's over by week four. I think these are all, all possible. The first one seems less likely. I don't think other teams are thinking, hey, we would love to see you possibly get hurt before we trade for you. And they, they're just going to go out there. They, they, they know who he is. It's not like he played last year, though. You, you don't have any suspicion. He didn't even show up to camp. Well, let me put it that way. I mean, COVID. What if he got COVID? I've seen guys 
drastically affected by it. I mean, I don't know what this guy, I don't know anything about this guy over the past year. What's he been doing? Is he in shape? He's working out. Maybe maybe he's retired. Maybe he can't even play. Maybe he's embarrassed to show up at camp right now. He's been out of shape. I mean, I doubt it. This guy's this guy's a professional. I don't I have that that would be wild. That story would have leaked already if that was even remotely close to being true. <laughs> Well, it's uh, it's not like you missed the whole last season. He's just been hurt for like the past couple of years. He's kind of kind of dinged up. Well, did he play last year? I don't. I thought he sat out. Yeah. Last year. No. He was hurt. No, no. He. Yeah. He he played eleven games last year. Oh man, I assumed he was out last year. I thought he was one of the guys. No, there was, there was a bunch of other guys, but no, no, he played. I I assumed he was with one of those guys, and I, I I'd already forgotten all of last year. It's it's gone. I, for as far as I know, we won the Super Bowl with Tom, and we're starting again. He's just not on the team. It's, <laughs> I, I've kind of capped out my memory. It's like memento. I can I, remember up to that moment. Anything <laughs> after that, no new memories. That's it. <laughs> he was he was defensive player of the year just just two years ago. So, yeah, that's that's why he has leverage. It's 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 a, it's a sad thing. It's for, smart. It's it's a smart move by him. I, I think for for most teams it would work, but I think Belichick is gonna say. It was great to have you. You got the Super Bowl with us. You got a, you know, defensive player of the year. Cool. You know, we'll see you. We'll see you. See you down the road. All right. As long as it's not Tampa Bay, can that like? There's no way we're doing that. Like, where do you want to send him? I don't think we're gonna trade him. Oh man, you think we're just gonna straight up cut him? We'll take the. No, I think it's just gonna be. It's it's a holdout. Right. So we say we would like to play pay you the contract that we you know the management agreed upon, and he's saying I would like to be paid more, please. It, I think it just it just sits. I like that you added the please. That was the <laughs> please. I mean, there's no reason to be rude. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully he's able to get on the field for us. That would be great news. But if not, this definitely feels like that's the more likely route of options here. But speaking of injuries. We have massive injuries happening all over across the NBA playoffs right now. This was a complete breakdown weekend of just series flipping. It feels like one team's in control and then another team comes out of nowhere. Brooklyn went from, and I think I'm being, I'm not even being generous, went from a 99% chance to win it all to, I don't know, maybe 50% now? All over one, two, three to, injuries? To to win the championship or to win against the Bucks? I would say the championship. I have. Yeah. What? They were not ninety nine percent chance to win, and they're not fifty percent chance to win now. Yeah, probably even lower. Both of those are lower. Harden's hoping he can go tonight. He's doubtful right now, and that was an upgrade. And they're saying Kyrie is done for the series. Well, it's time for the guy we all think is the best player in the league to be the best player in the league. I don't think the supporting cast is Brooke Lopez. Yes, Brooke Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> that that was my best Ryan Rosillo impression. No, you, you threw off. You threw it off. It's 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 ruined. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, Brooke Lopez for MVP. KD's got a decent squad out here. I don't think this team is that bad that he can't squeeze a win out of this. Now Milwaukee's pretty good, and they really haven't had their good game yet. Like if you've been watching the series, Milwaukee hasn't had that game where Forbes gets five threes in the first half and they shoot it they just shoot it really well. 
I think one of those three games, Milwaukee will do that. And you got to just hope if you're Durant that your good game is not on that game. Don't don't waste your 50, 50 burger on on that. Like save that. But I I still think Durant could pull this off. I I really do. I'm definitely excited to 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 watch tonight to see what what he has in store. It just is he's going to go absolute supernova because if we know about it, the Bucks for sure know about it. And do they just go? You know what? We are double teaming him. We are doing everything. You let Bruce Brown try to beat us. You let brand new uh, on the way back Jeff Green try to try to do it himself. But Durant's not doing it to us. Oh, PJ Tucker will foul out in two more games this year, guaranteed. That's a ninety-nine percent. You see the, uh, the the weird thing with the with the security guard that then turns out to be Durant's personal security guard. Yeah, that that seemed dumb, and that makes a lot of sense. Durant, it also seems like that's that's his job and like a, a way to get a promotion to, to let Durant know. No, I am your personal bodyguard. Wherever you are, I am. I don't I don't care where it is. I I'm here to protect you. He's getting paid more. Like he's getting a big Christmas bonus, right? I thought it was the whole thing was stupid. The the fact we're even talking about it is stupid. This this is stupid. <laughs> this doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's irrelevant, super rich egos trying to protect each other when they're massive human beings to begin with. Whatever, you know, it's it's a dumb I think story. I, I think I heard uh, PJ and Durant are friends. Probably, I think most of the guys like, like that they're talk, cool. Like they're cool. I think most of the guys that talk are really cool. And just just funny if that's that's what started this incident. I the thing is, I feel like that makes you even more competitive. You you don't want your buddy to win. If only one of you can win, you want to win. It 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 all it all makes sense. You know, we we got to play some ball this this past weekend. I I didn't want you to win. You weren't on my team. I know. I really thought we were going to be on the same team. It, the it felt, versus five it confused us. It felt staged. Like there's no way we're not on the same team. And then I I think we we got lucky. Someone someone needed a sub, and you you bounced in, so we got to play a little bit by the but by that point though i was i really wasn't even playing i was on the court but i was not playing i was just there i think i think that's the way i, I the way i used the, the the term i used to describe the the second half of that well I'm, I'm out here where you guys are playing basketball but i'm not sure you can call what i'm doing playing basketball well it was a rough first day but i am excited to say that i was able to compete in a four on four for have your legs have your legs slash entire body hasn't recovered yet this yeah. is Three, four days later? Fully recovered. Got the workout in today. Back on the jump rope. Itching itching to play more. But I do not want to do a... I mean, I, I basically took a flight to get to this, this game. This is You kind of did. This is like a five-hour process to play two hours of basketball. It There has to be an easier way. This, like, I, I'm going to say this story just so someone can say, why would you do that? You should have just did this. <laughs> you know they're playing basketball 20 minutes from your house, right? Oh, no, I did not. Thank you. No, this is, this is excellent news. Yeah. It was worth it, though. It was fun to make a couple shots. That's pretty much all I did. A bunch of couple shots and a bunch of turnovers and very, very little defense. Well, you didn't drive all that way to play defense and pass. I did not drive all the way there to watch someone else shoot. That is true. Yeah. Well, speaking of watching someone else shoot, maybe Philly should be watching someone else shoot. Joel Embiid goes 0 for 11, maybe more. 0 12. for 12. 
in the second half. Atlanta sneaks out another win. Series is tied. Embiid looks like he's breaking down like I had predicted. I just don't think Atlanta should be feeling that great about everything because Embiid's not going to go 0 for 12 ever again, and they barely won this game. It wasn't like they blew him out by 20 and they lost by a missing Embiid 20 points. Like They barely won, and Embiid probably should have had at least 10 more points. Are, are you giving, a, giving an edge to someone here, or we got a series tied? You gonna pick someone? Uh, I still got, I still got Philly. I do like how last week, pretty much when we talked, it was the home team, or not, not quite the home teams because Atlanta had got the got the first one, but it was a a lot of teams up to nothing, and now all the series remaining are two, two, two. And if I probably had to pick one, I don't think that I would have picked the Suns to sweep the Nuggets as my as my sweet pick. Yeah, that was impressive by the Suns, but I think that makes all these other series. It, it's funny how they're hinging. Like, like the, there's they're going the scales are going back and forth between who's getting the advantage and the disadvantage with all of the injuries. It, like Trey Young's got a massive shoulder wrap now. That was a massive wrap. <laughs> and, and there was no talk of any any sort of shoulder injury before the game, but then it was early on. It, or, you know, it was in the early in the game in, in the first quarter. Just they showed they showed that picture just. That thing is enormous. So he's got that. Embiid has an actual confirmed partially torn meniscus, which I don't care. That sounds important. I'm, maybe you could play through it if you're if you're him, but I don't think I don't think we could do that. Like, do you think you could do that? I don't. That doesn't sound like something I'm signing up to do. Does not sound enjoyable at all. And I just don't know how he just couldn't hit a shot in the second half. I I still thought he took good shots. I, it didn't feel like he settled for a lot. There might have been a couple suspect fouls. He had those bunnies at the end that just, ugh, it had to have been so frustrating if you're a Sixers fan. I keep watching. All right, my favorite play of this game. It's it's not even an Atlanta play. It's it's they Philly didn't even win, and this is what stuck out to me. Embiid does like a pick and roll with someone. They hit him on the roll. He does like a underhand scoop pass, like right to Simmons on the baseline. And Simmons goes up like he's about to dunk it and instead kicks it all the way back out to, was it Korkmov or whatever, for a three. Simmons is literally like does a up and under at the rim so he can make this pass even possible. Not even not even considering the idea of shooting this. Not No no, no consideration. There's an open three. All I got to do is go an up and under and a swing pass out to the, the top over here. No need for two points. Why Why would we do that? This, this just pass. It's... Is free throw shooting. The free throw shooting across the league actually is kind of embarrassing. I, I think we I think I can call these teams out at this point. I, Do you think they're just still shocked that fans are back? And so for a a year now, it's been quiet. No one's really saying anything. And now there's tens of thousands of screaming people and just the adjustment back to oh yeah, that's right. Fans make a ton of noise. Maybe. Do you think it's more mental? Atlanta was rocking yesterday. They, they were, were having a good time. They, they they were having fun. They were. Atlanta has been a very underrated crowd city, especially after the past year of just no crowds. This has been, you know, it was fun having New York. I thought that kind of pumped up Atlanta a little bit more. Like, they almost took all the momentum New York gave them in the first round and kind of carried it into the second. I mean, they got a shot. It's 2-2. I, I don't see any reason why they can't win the series. I I, I think I think that they'll have a, they'll have a chance. It's not going to be a blowout. I won't be shocked if Philly's able to do it, but I also won't be shocked if Embiid is 
not able to play in one of these three games remaining, potential three games remaining. And that'll change everything. It really seems that way, doesn't it? That it th- these whole playoffs, even more more than normal of just injuries, just throwing a real turd in the punch bowl. That's kind of why I, I I like Milwaukee. Milwaukee seems like solid. Giannis doesn't miss games. He misses shots. He airballs free throws, but he don't miss games. Oh man, I saw a great side by side video on Twitter that on the left-hand side had Giannis taking a standard free throw, and on the right-hand side had Usain Bolt running the 100-meter dash and how (laughs) Usain Bolt runs the 100 meters faster than Giannis takes a free throw. That's a weird rule, too. If they're going to enforce – this is the NBA. If you're going to enforce this rule, enforce it. If you're not, you're not. You can't just – What I didn't like was the NBA requesting that Brooklyn didn't bring it up during the game. I, I don't like that they put an actual shot clock on the screen. Like, you wouldn't do that with anyone else. I know they maybe don't take anywhere near as long, but there's there's been guys that took forever in the past. Oh, I mean, LeBron. LeBron. LeBron, for sure. LeBron takes forever, and he steps in before the ball hits the rim. Ball, Every multiple, time. Multiple violations on that. <laughs> but, I mean, even, even go back in history. I mean, I remember Jason Kidd had a really long routine. He would, like, kiss, like, seven times or whatever. <laughs> uh, I think he just kissed once. Oh, I think it was more than once. He would, Steve Nash would do like a practice shot for like three hours before he would even touch the ball. He would do his little uh, empty like nothing in his like hand. One of the, it seems like one of the easiest rules, both that and the the lane violation on a free throw. I totally get a charge block, real difficult. Was he out of the circle? You know, sometimes you got to go to go to review and. It, that lot of lot of gray area, but this is so black and white. It's so simple. If it's at nine seconds and change, it's good. As soon as it hits ten, if it's still in his hand, it it's a violation. It, you you lose your free throw, and it seems so easy for Giannis to make the adjustment. Oh, okay, I have ten seconds. I'm going to, and I totally get these stars that are playing most of the game. Yeah, you go to the foul line, take your time. Yeah, take as much time as, as you need. But when you get the ball, you just go nine seconds. <laughs> it's still a long time. I, I think if you want more time, you just ask him to review it, and, and then there then you get your time. You miss the free throw or however long. Just ask, ask him to review something. That'll take 10 hours. No problem. The, or, or when you get fouled, just do what LeBron does and stay, stay down. down extra time <laughs> to get the full. All right, All right cool. Yep. Now I got my breath back. Now I'm ready to shoot free throws. But I, it just seems that in the, the the lane violation just seems real easy to look. The, As the ball left his hand, no, we can't step in the lane yet. And I don't know why there's some rules that are enforced and some that aren't. It just seems so weird. The lane violation is almost at this point, let's just get rid of it. Or at least let's get rid of like the sections where they have to stand. Let's just say one guy stands, it has to be alternating, and I don't care where you stand. Cause these guys, it's almost like a wrestling match. By the time this thing's released, like they're they're like locked up already, and then the refs like go, like the second the ball is like uh, above the guy's head, like there's already like they're almost like locked at the elbow when, when these these shots aren't even taken. And if you're not doing that, you're you're you let the other guy get the rebound. You're 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 kind of forced into it. 
I mean, can you imagine if you're coaching, if you're coach, if you're playing, and your coach is like, "Hey, don't do that. that that's that's not." Oh, we lost Zach. It it doesn't seem like a smart thing to be doing. But well, one I, thing that I thought might be, uh, I don't know exactly a, a solution. Why don't you go the football route? Not not quite a hard count, but you do a pump fake. There's some sort of motion that you do. You, and now I'm comparing it to baseball. You, you know, you wipe your forehead, and when you wipe it left to right, and then you know you touch <laughs> your nose twice. That means I'm pump faking. So don't step into the lane. And then you get a free shot. Well, that's fine. They got to start calling it for that to be a thing. I'm all right with that. That's almost like having like a special teams right now where you just we practice other like weird non game related stuff. Uh, like, sure, in the regular season, no. But in the playoffs, when you really need to win, a free throw here and here and there can really, really change things. Well, maybe we need a close game for this to actually matter. There, there really haven't been that many close games. Well, we got one. We got one last night in the first game, and in the second game, oof, LA came out and said, "Nope, everybody on the East Coast, go ahead, go sleep." Didn't even hesitate. Bedtime before halftime. I was concerned when I mentioned, "Yep, this looks like a blowout," and you said. Yeah, gonna call it an early night. So, yeah, me too. Right after I said it, was just thinking, oh no, there's for sure gonna be something wild, and we're gonna wake up and go, oh, why didn't we stay up and watch this? No, but because I stayed like up with the happened. other ones, and they've been blown up. They've just been blowouts. They've already got me. They've already got my attention for a bunch of lousy games. I, I, but you know what? At the end of the day, there's three series tied two, 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 or two, two. <laughs> And that's that's exactly what you want in the second round. I don't know how yeah, any of these are going to play out. That, with the with the Celtics being out, that's basically my my go to is to root for the team that's down. To uh, I want the most basketball. Well, you sound like somebody who's in charge of college football, where they just want the most games. They're considering adding a twelve team playoff. It went from how many two to four. To, mm-hmm. are we at were we at eight or are we were just skipping no. straight to 12 skipping straight to 12 oh man but what about the kids don't they have to study and the academics how are they able going to fit in more games is well, the season getting name shorter it, name it image and likeness is coming up so now we can have that's as a, many games we as we it. want because they're making money off it yep well as a fan i have no problem with it if players are good with it, I mean, the thing is, did the players even get a say in this? Like, is this, do they want this? No, they don't get a say. Why would they get a say? They're the ones playing in it. I don't know. Maybe their 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 careers are at, on the line here. Maybe they should be playing less games. Maybe you're more likely to get injured playing this many games, and that means less future career opportunities. Well, they are considered amateurs, so they don't get a say. So those are the rules. But we're paying them. Oh, well, that would... Wh- where would we ever get the money for that? <laughs> we... Uh, the NCAA, I mean, we're just... We're just this little 
little little uh, little organization. Non- we're, we're a little nonprofit. <laughs> we don't have that kind of money. We're, we're a nonprofit, right? We don't even. Yeah, well, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's barely any money here. Huh. Well, like I said, as a fan, twelve teams sounds like a better tournament just because it's one step closer, and it's actually a really big step closer to a March Madness type of feel, where there's like, all right, there's. A legit bracket, I assume now, right? Or are we doing bowl games again? What What's the plan with the twelve teams? So it's still at. It would looks like it's going to be proposed at uh, at, a, at a meeting this week. There, so they, they haven't figured out whether it's going to be the the bowl system the way they do it now, where it rotates, or if they'll push for on campus games. And quite possibly, it could be a mix. There's for for sure still going to be the whole bowl system beyond these top 12 teams. So they'll be the, all the, all that nonsense. The Tito's bowl and whatever. All, all of it, that, that'll still happen. But I'm, I'm in favor, similar to the want more basketball. I'd, I'd like more football. I think four is pretty tight. And if you go to 12, now you have at least the top 10, and if you're not in the top 10, I don't think you belong in the, the national championship discussion. Could a team outside of it win? Sure. And that's why you got 11 and 12. There is a possibility. The, uh, the, the plan, the tentative plan, what they would do is the bracket would include the six highest ranked conference champions plus the six highest ranked other teams as determined by the uh, college football playoff selection committee. Well, that's going to be a disaster regardless. But you know what? It's a disaster every March Madness of who's in, who's out. It's maybe gotten a little bit more tame. Oh, it's not a disaster. There, the, hey. I think Well, my point of it was we're over it. The, like, it doesn't matter. The tournament happens. We forget about that anyways. Like, the, Oh, really quick. And the similar, similarly, of if you're not in the 30, 35-ish at-large bids, you weren't going to win the national championship. So yeah, you talk about it and it's the immediate afterwards of who you think got snubbed, but that is one small portion the day after, after selection Sunday. And then that goes away very quickly. And not a disaster. And in the long run, it won't matter who's in, who's out. We should get some pretty good games. My, my idea with the 12 teams here too is, if you were a team, it's almost like a playing game for the NBA this year where maybe you didn't start off super hot this year or you had some injuries or you just started putting things together a little bit towards the end and you're just able to kind of clip the top 10 here. That's That could be exciting to see a team that under any other circumstance in college football would have had no chance at all of competing for a national championship. If this turns into a bracket, I like the idea of a top 12 team having that opportunity. Because prior to that, if you're not in the top four, I mean, who cares? I, I don't know. I don't know how many teams are truly being left out. I, I, every time I I look at it this way, it feels like there's really three teams, maybe two teams that are just so more superior over everyone else. But you know what? I want to find out. Maybe they're not. Because in college basketball, they're not. It, it happens all the time that the favorite does win, but it happens just as much where that doesn't happen. I, I want think more college upsets. Football, <laughs> I think college football is a little different. I think there for sure can be upset, can and will be upsets. But I think majority of the time you are going to see the same teams winning and being in the championship that you see now 
But this gets rid of some of the arguments, and I agree with you that this just lets there be more really good games and more buildup. And anytime that that's an opportunity, I am on board with that. Yeah, more football. We'll see. They're gonna. Look at, look, I mean, just just last year, and it's happened, and it, it you know comes a little bit of a joke. Uh, you know, Notre Dame just getting blown out by Alabama. Notre Dame is not in any conference. You know, they're they're doing their 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 they're independent, but they still play some they, they play a legitimate schedule against tough teams and they're at a level that they're getting prime recruits they have all of the support system they need so if they're getting blown out by Alabama what, what are these teams that are just or even below that well, I, I don't think there's gonna be much of a difference Alabama is a machine and they're they're gonna keep rolling so I don't think it's gonna change that too much but I think it's gonna be fun to have the possibility and every once in a while someone will knock them off and they'll, that, that'll be worthwhile. Well, I'm watching the NBA right now. Look at all these injuries that just changed everything. I, I mean, I had Brooklyn as a 99% favorite and that's changed overnight over two injuries. Alabama is going to have to go through a little bit more of a field now and the survival aspect of this alone could really change things up. Football is brutal, man. <laughs> Adding some oh, yeah. games, it's a physical, it's a true physical sport. I'm not saying there aren't injuries in basketball, but they're a lot more predictable in football. So that's another exciting thing. And maybe we get rid of that super heavy top favorite now because they got to go a little bit farther and it breaks down into a little bit more of who has the most depth and who's able to survive, which is probably how it is really anyways. I mean, you got to go pretty much undefeated in college football to even be considered for one of these. And that's why these guys, these teams are so good. They don't take any chances. They get all the top recruits, the top coaches, top staff, like everything, top facilities, because you have to have a perfect season to have any shot at this. I kind of like the idea that you don't have to be perfect to get in this tournament, but you're probably right where these other teams are just loaded so much. Uh, You know, I mean, I'm not, I think the the favorites will remain the favorites. It'll be exciting to see if if that changes at all in any way. Mm Mm-hmm. The only argument I've heard against it, besides the one you kind of tongue-in-cheek brought up of, wait a minute, so we're going to have more games for these student athletes that don't get paid and don't really have a say in it. Cool. But the the other argument has been that it'll water down the regular season because the regular season won't matter as much. That That isn't a concern to me, but that has been has been brought up. Okay, but the regular season, as valuable as it is, because, like I said, if you don't go perfect, your season's pretty much not that good. Like, one loss, and you drop in the rankings. It's it's crazy. But maybe if you have one loss, you can still compete. Like, you can continue to follow the team. I, I do think there is some drop-off when these teams lose early on in the year. I, I think this whole you can have hope for some of these teams. I, I think so, too, where if you lose in September – and maybe you had an injury or something goofy happened. A, a lot of times it's, oh, well, well they're not going to even make the college football playoffs. So I, I'm not going to watch it. I'll, I'll watch something else. But now if it's, well, they have that one loss, but they're they're at the, the, the 10 spot right now. If they went out, they, they could still make it. And I think if they get in, they could make some noise. And you could talk yourself into it. And I think it, it'll make Saturdays even more interesting. Uh, the Even just, just rematches. Well, these guys, these two teams played in October, and this is what happened. Well, they're going to be playing again. 
the XYZ quarterback, he's been playing a lot better since then, or since then they've gone to backup quarterback. And you know what? He seems even better. Is the future of college football just a no regular season and it's just like a 300-team bracket tournament? Like it just starts with your season rankings and we just play out <laughs> until until we go? Like that's just it. Ooh. Is that well, a terrible that's, idea? Uh, that's one way to Is do that it, that bad of an idea? This... We come in with the regular season rankings and we just mash I, them I all think, up like that. I think this will be good because it will let some other conferences that haven't been in in a while get into the, into the playoffs. So, you know – like the Pac-12, you know, the, the West Coast, let, let them have a have a chance to have a team in there. Where when it's just four, it's really not much. And this will just make everybody more involved. And I think more football is, is always better. Yeah, maybe we'll get some good games, too, out of this. Sadly, there's been a lot of blowouts. And maybe if we get some lesser dominant teams playing against some other lesser dominant teams. Maybe we get some really, really close games. And they all haven't been bad. I won't say that. It's just... it feels a little bit like a broken record for for some college football championships though where it's like yeah that's that's it it's over it's uh, that's how that's supposed to play out uh but we'll have to yeah. wait and see that feels like a really long time from now but i guess it's really not um uh, we got about a couple, couple months yeah we got about five minutes left here i got one last uh, little story here about a chicago man who has been jumping into lake michigan for an entire year now every day 365 all every day in a row. I don't know why we're talking about this. It seems really cold and silly for majority of the year, actually. Is, is that is that the the catch of this? Is that this guy's been like ice fishing <laughs> for 365 <laughs> days? So there's just, just a couple of parts to this. The first part is the way this started was just about a year ago. Our friend Dan O'Connor was was hung over took a walk down to the lake and just decided to to jump in and he said it felt really good he said it thought it, he thought it helped clear his head and decided i'm gonna do this all the time and so i saw the headline and thought oh that that's pretty cool yeah you know if you, if you jumped into the water it had to be like you even hung over had to be decent weather and so thinking okay chicago you know illinois in june nice okay all right sounds nice for a while and then hold on hold on this is chicago (laughs) like you said majority of the year you do not want to be jumping into a lake and so all right let me let me read the uh let me read a little more on this here it is o'connor said winter months were the most difficult of his routine due to the frequent the frequency that he incurred cuts and scrapes from hacking through the ice to make a large hole for him to reach the water. So now it's, you didn't just jump into the lake. You had to go (laughs) and bust a hole so you could jump into the water. (laughs) I don't know how you uh, just didn't die of uh, just freezing, just of shock. You know all those commercials where they're like, don't smoke cigarettes? This this would have (laughs) been like the don't drink alcohol one. (laughs) <laughs> like this, like, like how do we, we could tell this story in 30 seconds and it'll be like, yeah, just don't drink alcohol. Like, I don't know what the headline would be. I wish I had something better, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, ice, ice is cold and sharp and I, yeah, cuts, cuts don't seem, <laughs> it was one thing if you're, you're getting something out of this. This is so much more effort. I, I would quit drinking if this was my, my hangover cure. I don't even know if it cured it. It doesn't say anything about stopping drinking, that's for sure. 
Well, he's still doing it. 365. Uh, I don't understand why he jumped in the days he didn't drink. I assume this was an everyday thing. Yeah, every day. Yeah, I I don't know. The, the only the mountains need to be blue, not not the ice water. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's keep it as as just that. That seems like a wild wild way to enjoy your time and a lot of time and effort. I, I hope he lives somewhat near the lake, too. I can only imagine in the winter being like, yeah, terrible day, wasn't plowed, like shoveled my way here. I, I don't even know how you get to the water. <laughs> Fascinating. I, I imagine there's got to be a pier. Or, I don't know exactly how it works, but you're, you're right by Lake Michigan. It's a major, major water waterway. Yeah. Cold. Super, super cold. Real cold. Yeah. Real cold. Snowy, I didn't even mention the ice. So uh, I said, well, if this guy was willing to commit to every day jumping into what was mostly a frozen lake, uh, he, he can get mentioned. Yeah, we got about but two minutes. Here's to you, Dan O'Connor. We got we got two minutes left here. It's it's two minutes I want to take to talk about tennis. Okay. It was a great it was a great event. I watched the French Open Championship between Djokovic and Stefanos. I'm only going to call him Stefanos because he's a Greek guy, and if I pronounce the last name, you're already not going to take tennis seriously enough. But uh, it was a great game, full, great match. Uh, Djokovic is an impressive, impressive guy. I mean, this guy go down, goes down two sets and then wins three in a row, exhausted. The other guy's exhausted. Uh, one interesting thing is uh, they play outside. I don't know if you know this about tennis. Uh, outdoor elements are real. This is a championship that was scheduled for a weird time. And like halfway through it, in the most important set, the shade just starts like covering the court like a little bit at a time until the point where it's halfway. And now they're basically switching on and off the lights of you're in the shade, you're in, you're out of the shade. Every other serve and return. I Like, I know this isn't the first French Open. This just seems like an avoidable scheduling thing. Like, does the TV schedule really have that much factor into this or can we give us a better product because it i felt like it changed the game a little bit both these guys are exhausted and now this adjusting of the lighting i don't know either way it was a great game i I think both guys will have awesome careers djokovic is already on a tear right now if he doesn't get kicked out last year for that silly uh uh, you remember remember we hit this the the ball boy or something with the tennis tennis ball and he got thrown out that was last that year. That sounds familiar. So, like, I think he would have won that year, too. I I don't know. Tennis is an easy product to consume. I love the no commercials, or at least the way the breaks are taken. It's just a really enjoyable way. Basketball, football, man, these ads, they do not stop. Just nonstop. A lot of breaks. A lot of breaks. Uh, but that's my tennis minute here. I'm sorry if you don't care about tennis, or maybe if you do, you want to hear more about it. Uh, talk, talk to Zach about that. I don't know. I... You can't even get into it a little bit. Well, I think that they're called matches. I don't think they're called games. I don't want the tennis community to get mad. I can. I'm. I'm, I'm that's. That's about as much as I know. <laughs> well, you could win a game in the match. It's confusing. <laughs> I know there's like a lot of like little, little matches. I think that make up the big match. But I just know that they can also they can go on for a long time. You have to it's, wait. You kind of like you have to like win by two. Ah, we'll worry about that next time. Yeah, no, no, nah. adva- no advantages for Zach. All right, <laughs> we'll be back next week.
<laughs> little column A, little column B.